Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, my friend. I'd like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. I hope the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life, and I hope all your dreams are coming true. Before we get started, I'd like to mention, if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote, or one good idea from this podcast, I would like to ask you to put that thought, phrase, idea, or quote into absolute immediate action. It is the application of your education that is going to make the biggest difference in your world. And I don't want you to be one of those people who look back on their life with regret. The research shows that 85% of people look back on their life with significant regret. And the number one regret is that I did not live a life true to who I knew I should be. I instead live my life based on the expectations of others. If you hear something that compels you, take action. Don't worry about what other people are going to think, how they're going to feel, how they're going to judge you. Take action and you won't live with regret. Whether it's your life or your business, your ability to take ownership of any and everything in your life is going to determine whether or not you're a great success or you live in mediocrity. Ownership is the foundation point of all great things. And if you're going to be an elite person, if you're going to ascend to the highest heights, you have got to take ownership. And ownership starts with our perspective. I wrote a parable a few years ago I want to share with you. It's called the parable of perspective. And it really helps us get the why behind ownership. And it also gives you an example of the success or failure that you're going to have in your life based upon how you see the world. So let me share this parable of perspective with you. Once upon a time, two farmers, Uliam and Lachlan, prayed the exact same prayer. God, give me abundance, increase my land, and allow it to produce abundantly beyond what I could ask or imagine. Let my land produce opportunity for others, and may the crop be so bountiful that your glory is on display for everyone in the land. God was pleased with the prayers of farmers Uliam and Lachlan, and he decided to bless them with what they desired. So God opened up two parcels of land right next to each other. He sent two angels to give them the deeds to the land. And additionally, God left workhorses, wagons, and seeds on the land for Uliam and Lachlan to use. Both farmers were overjoyed. They thanked God for hearing their prayers and for blessing them in abundance. The following day, Uliam and Lachlan went to their land. To their surprise, the land was rocky, full of weeds, and contained very little usable soil. The workhorses were lame and had some sort of skin disease. The wagons were made of five different kinds of wood, some heavy and some light. Therefore, they were wobbly and quickly got stuck on an uneven ground. The bags of seeds were only half usable, and the seeds were mixed and needed to be separated. After Lachlan evaluated the land and resources God had given him, he fell to his knees, punched the ground, and raised his fist to the sky. He shouted, God, I prayed for abundance, more land, opportunity, and for your glory to be on display. 
I do not know why the land is barren, the horses are lame, and the wagons are unusable, or the seed is poor. But you have cursed me instead of blessing me, and my anger towards you is beyond what I could bear. Lachlan brought his workers together. He gave them each bags of seeds to sort. He told them, God has cursed us with these bags of seeds. Sort the poor seeds and keep the good. Separate each seed by their kind. Work with haste, for there is no time to waste. The workers began to work hastily. They were all frustrated that they were doing such a foolish task. One of the workers tore their bags and allowed the seeds to fall on the ground. He told other workers to do the same and to tell their master that God had cursed them with poor bags as well. Lachlan returned to see seeds scattered all over the ground. He cursed God again with a clenched fist. You mock me after I set to work on this cursed seed you gave me? Lachlan next had his workers take the wagons apart and put the five different kinds of wood with their respective kind. He told his workers to turn it into firewood, for he believed the wood was cursed and they had no good use. Then Lachlan and his workers brought the lame horses together and began to study them. The horses tried to walk and gallop, but in each attempt, they whimpered in pain. Their bones were healthy, so he surmised that it was a muscular issue. Told his workers he did not want these horses to infest the others in the stables. He ordered they be put down and buried. Next, Lachlan and his workers tended to the field. They broke many tools trying to break through the rocky ground. He became enraged. He again cursed God. You give me this worthless field, and now I have broken my useful tools trying to make use of this cursed land. He was so angry that he ordered his workers to set the land on fire. People saw the fire and came to Lachlan's land. They asked why he would do such a thing. He answered, I prayed for abundance, opportunity, increased land, and bounty. God answered my prayer by cursing me with challenges and struggle. For through the challenges, I have learned that God is not good. He is tyrannical, wretched, and cruel, and I shall never pray again. After Uliam evaluated the land and resources God had given him, he fell to his knees and opened his palms. He prayed, Thank you, dear God, for I prayed for abundance, more land, opportunity, and for your glory to be on display. I do not know why the land is barren, the horses are lame, the wagons are unusable, and the seed is poor. But I trust you have planned all this for my good, and I believe in you. Uliam brought his workers together. He gave them each bags of seeds to sort. He told them, God has blessed us with these bags of seeds. Sort the poor seeds and keep the good. Separate each seed according to their kind. Work urgently, for God's bounty awaits. The workers began to work diligently, all remembering they were working from God's blessing. One of the workers had an idea for filtering good seeds from the bad and for putting each seed with its like kind. The worker created a special sifter and tested it out on his bag of seeds, and it worked which quadrupled his sorting time. He created more sifters and shared them with his fellow workers, and soon the seeds were ready to be planted. Uliam next had his workers take the wagons apart and put the five types of wood with the respective kind. They began putting the wood back together in various combinations. When one combination didn't work, they took it apart and tried it again. After many tries, they found a combination that worked. The wagon became a combination of speed, balance, and power that decreased tension on the horses and decreased wear and tear. 
Then Uliam and his workers brought the lame horses together and began to study them. The horses tried to walk and gallop, but in each attempt, they whimpered in pain. Their bones were healthy, so the workers surmised it was a muscular issue. They created a food medicine comprised of antibiotics, nutrients, and steroids to heal and restore the horses. After a week, the horses began trotting free of pain. And after another week, they regained their strength. And in less than a month, these horses became the strongest, fastest, and most healthy horses in the stables. Next, Uliam and his workers tended to the field. They broke many tools trying to break through the rocky ground. After hours and hours of hard labor, they were able to break through. Underneath the rock was rich, fertile soil, better than all in Uliam's lands. Uliam took the time to praise God for providing rich, fertile soil. He prayed that God would give them wisdom on how to remove the rocky ground. One of Uliam's workers had an idea for a new tool that could break rock and scatter debris above the surface, making it easier for removal. The worker made the tool and tested it, retested it, and tested it again until the tool worked. And it worked better than he imagined. They put the tool on the wagon, used the now healthy horses, and emptied the field of rock and debris. Workers followed and scattered the seed on the rich, fertile soil. The harvest was more abundant and efficacious than any harvest in Uliam's lifetime. The crops were rich and bountiful. Uliam was overwhelmed with gratitude. He once again fell to his knees and praised God for the abundance he provided. He and his workers loaded up their wagons and tools and headed to the marketplace to sell their crops. People were immediately attracted to their crops as they were more healthy and vibrant than any other crops in the marketplace. Lines of people waited to purchase their share. Another farmer inquired about Uliam's interesting-looking wagon and tools. Uliam explained how the tools helped them separate seeds and empty his land of rock. He went on to tell the farmer about the food medicine his workers created for the lame horses and the new wagon they created from different kinds of wood. The farmer asked Uliam to build him a wagon. He did. And after using the wagon... The farmer was ecstatic. He told other farmers, who also asked Uliam to build them wagons. Soon, Uliam was building hundreds of wagons per year, which produced more wealth, opportunity, and abundance for everyone in the land. The same thing happened with the seed sifter, the horse food medicine, and the tool for tilling rock. People asked Uliam how he came up with these special tools. He told each person who asked, I prayed for abundance, opportunity, increased land, and bounty. God answered my prayer by blessing me with challenges and struggle. For through the challenges and struggle, God showed me that the abundance, opportunity, increased land, and bounty was always within me. I simply needed a change of perspective. Now, I did write this, but I personally love this story Because it does show you in detail when we take a powerful position, when we take a position of power, which is a position of ownership versus a powerless position, which is one of blaming, complaining, deflecting. We lose creativity when we blame, complain and deflect and we gain creativity. We gain gratitude. We gain abundance. We gain opportunity. We gain life 
when we take a position of ownership. Everything in life is within our control, and truly it does come down to our perspective. Ownership is simply starts with the way you look at things. That is why it is such a solid foundation. And ownership is also about owning your circles. Who are the people that you hang around? Who are the people you spend your most time with? Do they take ownership? Are they people who blame, complain, or deflect? Or are they people who take ownership and take 100% responsibility for any and everything that happens in their life? Why ownership? Because without it, you cannot move forward and become elite. You cannot ascend to the heights of success unless you personally change your perspective and become the owner of your life and everything within it. In the next lesson, I'm going to talk to you about the three things that you can control. And there are only three things that you can control in your life. And I want to talk about them in detail so that you can begin to take more ownership and build a bedrock of success that will never be shaken. Thank you for the honor of your attention. I hope this was beneficial to you today, and I can't wait to talk to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.